One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Well, the Tampa Bay Lightning will have to wait until Thursday now to know who they will play in the Eastern Conference Finals as the Flyers beat the Islanders in overtime to force Game 6 on Thursday. No update on the status of Nikita Kucherov, who was injured in the final game, of course, against Boston. The Lightning have made the Eastern Conference Finals four times in the past six years. Are they becoming the Buffalo Bills of the NHL? And will winning a Stanley Cup feel the same during this most unusual of years? The Bucks signed kicker Ryan Suckup, and he began competing on Tuesday. What are the odds that Matt Gay is going to be the Bucks kicker now in New Orleans in just a few weeks? We'll talk about all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner and longtime sports columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. We'll get to Tom Jones in just a minute, Steve, but... The bean balls were being thrown a little bit uh, up there at Yankee Stadium. You know, the Rays have had the Yankees' numbers. They went into that game 7-1 and one against them this season. And, um, you know, there had been some chirping about the Rays pitching inside. We remember, um, you know, what happened at Tropicana Field when they took three out of four against them. And in this one, Joey Wendell was, was the first batter of the game, and he was, he was nailed. Um, and it seems like they've been throwing at Joey for a minute now. I don't know why it's the third time this year he's been hit by them, I believe. Yeah. Just um and, and you know, of course, this is after the, the Yankees were chirping about the Rays. Uh, you know, supposedly you're not allowed to throw inside to the Yankees, and I don't think uh, that the Rays have intentionally tried to hit anybody to this point. Although that may change because when they got uh to the ninth inning, bottom of the ninth, five to three lead by the Yankees, two outs, uh Roldis Chapman came in and maybe uh, a ball got away inside, but you know he throw he threw this pitch ninety eight miles an hour, and if you see the replay, boy, I mean, let me tell you, Mikey, Michael Brasso is Brasso is awfully lucky he got his chin out of the way because that thing was chin high, um, and just uh, fortunately missed him. He went on to strike out Brasso, and then and then some words were exchanged, and Chapman, uh, as he is wont to do, started taking some steps towards the race dugout and, and you know it was the end of the game so the umpires gained control of the situation but there's one more yeah, game left control. in the series they, they gave each bench's warnings with one out to go that was taking control yeah they really well <laughs> I, I mean, mean way to go on a limb there yeah on the, <laughs> under the circumstances that was what they decided <laughs> to do um but i mean in as much as it did it look i thought that i thought they were both before they got to their clubhouses i thought they were both going to brawl they That's might they might tonight happen. they could tonight yes I mean, don't forget, don't forget, not only is it the last game of the series tonight, this is the last time they'll play each other this year. That's correct. So I, yeah. tonight could be inter- – I mean, look, I don't know why Aroldis Chapman would be throwing at Brasso there. I, I believe it legitimately probably, probably just got, got away, away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're the Yankees who have done this repeatedly to the Rays, you don't get that benefit of the doubt. You're right. If you're going to you're going to pitch inside, but chirp when the other team does it to you, and you're going to hit raise batters consistently mm-hmm. on purpose, then when one gets away like that late in the game, you're not going to you don't, you don't get the right. benefit of the doubt. That, that's that's, right. that's the consequences of your actions. I, mm-hmm. I believe someone tonight said it best. They're sensitive savages. <laughs> not that savage. <laughs> um, Kevin Cash. To his credit, I mean, he, he kind of laid down the gauntlet a little bit after the game in his comments. He was not happy about this situation. Well, it's consistently. I mean, go back to CC Sabathia for years now, and, and right. for whatever reason, they don't like the Rays. Probably because the Rays have been beating up on them for a while, and, mm-hmm. and you know they don't they don't like that. I mean, New York New York's not supposed to. That's not supposed to happen in New York. They're I mean, they're savages as their manager keeps calling them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but. If you know if you're going to chirp when the other guys pitch inside and then you do it and the balls get away and consistently get away, then you know you're going to have to pay the consequences there too. As particularly if the umps aren't going to do anything about it. And what did Cash say that we got guys that can throw 98 miles an hour down there as well? Mm-hmm. 
So I mean, Chapman should have yeah. been thrown out. I think so. If you want to I mean, stop just, this stuff in baseball, yeah, you, it, you it's like control. in hockey. I can't stand it when one guy goes in, starts a fight, and you even up the penalties. You're not. Mm-hmm. If no team's getting power plays, there's no punishment to anybody. Yeah, you're sitting in the box for a couple of minutes, but the other guy is too. You know, start throwing people out, and you'll end this stuff. Yeah, but yeah, they won't. For sure, they won't. No, I don't think so. Um, it's. I mean, the Rays, who never win in New York, have had great success there, obviously this year, and they got another chance today to take that series. And and like I said, coming in at seven and one was pretty impressive. I'm sure the Yankees didn't appreciate that. So, you know, the worm has turned a little bit on them this year, and um, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they don't like it. And and Kevin Cash talked about that before the game. That like, look, you know. We're on top now, you know. It, it's sort of like we switched positions, but but they have, and um, and even you know, even on Tuesday night, the Rays had a chance to win that game. I mean, it mm-hmm. was you know, home run by Kevin Kiermaier, who's red hot by the way, three home runs in three games. Um, he tied it up two to two, and uh, it got late, and of course the uh, uh, you know the Yankees were able to separate. And Willie Adamas had a good night at the plate. Willie Adamas oh, had a big although, night. Yeah. I don't know where his relay throw was going. Woo. Oof. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that cost him the game. I mean, they it had a did. shot to get the second runner on that play. They did, which would have let, made it a three-two game instead. Right. But not only did right. they not get the 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 second run, which was four, the throw was so bad it, it went over the head of the pitcher, and a fifth run scored. A fifth that. run, yeah. I mean, you know that right. was that woof. That was a bad reel. I mean, because it wasn't even close. No, it was a horrible throw, and, and we've seen plenty of mistakes and errors this year. Too many for the Rays when they don't when they don't win they 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 generally come up with some of those so we'll see what happens in, in game three um, but uh, I'll tell you those you know those umpires they, they need to take control or somebody's going to get hurt and you don't want to see that you don't want to see guys get thrown out or suspended and they're not supposed to fight because that gets you in somebody's face right so you're not mm-hmm. supposed to argue or fight. well and more importantly I mean okay you get suspended a couple of games that's fine what you don't want is someone getting hurt and out for the season. Right, right. I mean, you start playing exactly. beanball, you can start getting players hurt now. No, especially where that ball, where that pitch was thrown intentionally or unintentionally, that that could have been a very serious mm-hmm. consequence at ninety miles an hour, right at his head. I mean, right at his face. So I so wanted Brasso to turn on the next pitch and just deposit the seats. It would have been. He took a pretty healthy oh, cut he at did. it. I'll tell you he, that much. He did. He wanted to. If he'd have connected. That thing would have gone nine <laughs> miles because it was another hundred mile an hour pitch. Um, he he stood in there. I don't. You know, I admire the courage. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I played at the college level. I've been hit a, many, a million times. It, it never feels good. Um, you know, getting thumped like that, it's tough. You, you know, you got to talk your body into calming down and getting back in that box and standing on top of that plate and saying, don't let the knees buckle. You know, let me let me stand in here a little bit. But Brasso got right back in there. And not only that, he took, he took a cut at a fastball down and in that if he had connected, it would still be going. Um, so I give him credit just for getting back in the box after that. That was what they called chin music back in the day. Um, really, uh, uh, just a, a close pitch, and he was fortunate that uh, that that didn't happen. So um, that'll be something to watch. A, a good series, and then we'll we'll find out in a day or so who uh, I guess maybe who the Lightning are going to play. Well, maybe uh, in their Eastern Conference Final. Maybe, maybe, maybe. the Flyers right. won on t- on Tuesday night, so they extend that series yeah. to Game Six. Right. If the Islanders win, then that series will be over, and that's who the Lightning will face. Mm-hmm. Probably start Saturday, maybe, maybe Sunday. Okay. Uh, if the Flyers win on Thursday, then they have to play Game Seven on Saturday. So mm. at that point, the Lightning wouldn't start till probably Monday or Tuesday of next week. And I didn't know this until you mentioned it. I thought that it, they were just going to move to Edmonton, but I guess there's some talk of uh, had this thing ended uh, early, or if it ends early, that they might begin the series. I guess in Toronto. Well, so. There's four teams in Edmonton right now, which is where the other hub is, and that's where the the the, the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals are going to be played. Right. So there's four teams there now. They don't want to bring the East Coast teams in, the Lightning and whoever wins the Flyers Islander series. They don't. They can't bring them into Edmonton until the, the two Western teams exit. lose and leave the hotel. There's not enough room in the hotel. They want to sanitize, right. do all that stuff too. So if the Eastern series ended before all the Western series did, which now it may not since the Islanders did not close it out on Tuesday night. Um, But yeah, there is a chance that a game or two could be played in Toronto before they head out to Edmonton to finish the series. Just it's all about logistics. And and it, it, it appears to me that the NHL 
is trying to finish this as quick as possible. Um, and I, I think for a lot of reasons. I think, one, it's going so smooth, let's not risk something happening. Right. Two, you have these players and in, in, in all the officials with them, you know, from management of the teams to trainers and all this that are away from their families. So the They've quicker a month, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So the quicker you can get this done, the quicker everybody can get back home and, and that. And you know, yeah. in a time when you're not making as much money, you don't have fans in the stands. The quicker you get it done, you save some money too, from right. hotels and everything else you have to do. So I, I think the yeah. NHL's, you know, really wants to keep this moving along. And you know, players are bored in the bubble. I mean, you know, there's only so much they can do. So to sit there and, and if if they could be playing another series or another game, they'd rather be go ahead and get him. yeah get them started and going. So yeah, um, you know I think the NHL really is you know hey this is working let's you know let's keep it going and let's not let anything get in the way or boredom or something that could mess it up and let's keep going now. Yeah, you know the, the Islanders didn't close trapping. it out, so the the Lightning still have to wait to find out who they're going to play. Yeah. Well, uh, that'll be something to watch uh, for sure. And, and the extra rest may help them. Who knows? Maybe it helps Nikita Kucherov get a little healthy too. Yeah, John Cooper said uh, I'll have an update tomorrow or actually today now. So uh, uh-huh. on Tuesday he was he said he was have an update on Wednesday. So He took a stick in the – I mean, did it appear that he just took a stick in the head or the face area? It looked is like under the chin. Else? Under the chin is where it looked under like the it chin. got. Yeah, that's where I think he was bleeding under the beard. You couldn't really see it as much, but I think it was under his yeah. beard that it was – you know, so, so but, aside from maybe a concussion or something like that, I can't. It could I, be I, that. It could have been some dental work. It could have been. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. could have been a lot of things. I mean, maybe you just had a headache. Oh, don't that get me wrong. Away. I mean, you know, if Zidane Charo hit me with that stick, <laughs> I'm out of work three months. I I would have my lawyer or somebody on my wife call and tell them, "Oh no, did you see the play? He got hit in the he got hit in the face with a stick by Zidane Charo. <laughs> you won't see him until December." Like I. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even fake it, but you know you're right. I mean we don't know if if uh, Kucherov had to go in for some major dental adjustments or you know, God forbid he has uh, a, a fractured jaw or something like that. You just you don't know. Yeah. You don't know how much pain he's in. And yeah, I mean he did come uh, back out and play some and then left again. So we, that know, was we a good sign. Yeah, well, yeah, left, but you don't yeah. know. So yeah, so we'll find out more about that. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, Tom Jones, join us now from the Pointer Institute. Uh, Tommy, I know you've been watching the uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning are off to Edmonton. That's right. They're going to go to their fourth Eastern Conference final in six years as we're doing this podcast. Of course, they're going to play um, the winner of the uh, Islanders in the Flyers series. The Flyers are up 3-1 in their game. It looks like they may force a game six, which would, I guess, presumably give the Lightning some time off. I'm going to make a statement. Tell me I'm wrong. Okay. You're wrong. The Tampa Bay Lightning, oh, no. four. Oh, you haven't given it yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. That's, that's the way it used to work on radio. That's right. Um, that's triggered. Triggered. Spring-loaded for negativity. <laughs> yeah, spring-loaded. I'm actually going to be – I'm kind of going to be that guy. You know, I had a guy send in it on Twitter. On Twitter, you know, they, they tweeted these things. Yes. These kids these days. And um, he sent in, he goes – you know, you've become like Tom Jones. You're now this. You're now the negative guy. And see, and I got I, to thinking I, I about that. that. I'm like, I, you know, I, I did too. I resented it. I resented it badly because <laughs> that was never my role. But I'm starting to think that that you know maybe you start. You know how when people are married for a long time, they actually yes. start to become one person. Yes. Like they're no longer two people. It's like. Their annoying habits are now your annoying habits and vice versa, right? Correct. So you just kind of meld into just one, you know, I've always said that relationships aren't based on, on commonality. They're not based on the things you love. They're based on the things you hate. You have to hate <laughs> the same things with passion, you know? That's what makes for a good relationship. Well, my um, thing is, what bugged me is that I had this reputation for being Mr. Negative. And I think it may, mostly came because of what I would typically write about the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
And oh, who, the was, time, who were so good at the time that you wrote about I was going to say they were awful the entire time <laughs> I was a columnist. So what was it? I was just a realist. I wasn't being negative or a pessimist. No. I was just merely pointing out what everybody else already knew but didn't want to admit, which is they were a bad <laughs> franchise when I was a columnist there. So, still are in some ways. They, in many ways, yeah, until they prove it. But I, 12 years in a row. I mean, that's that's the definition of a bad franchise. No playoffs, right? Exactly. And all the guy, and when I was writing all this supposedly negative stuff, we were going through Greg Schiano. We were going through Lovey Smith. We were going for Dirk Cutter. What was I supposed to write? Well, you know, what was <laughs> I mean, what was I supposed to say? Now, and don't go, told, now, You're being now so, don't go leading the charge. That's right. And every year I'd pick him to go 5-10-1, which was generous <laughs> most years. <laughs> the one was generous. The one was generous, <laughs> right. And somehow I was negative because I merely pointed out that this franchise is no good. So. Well, history has served you well, my friend, because they <laughs> haven't been very good at all. We'll see if they can get it done with the GOAT. But here's my statement. The okay. Tampa Bay Lightning are... The Buffalo Bills of hockey. Wow. And, and you know, that sounds like an insult. <laughs> it's not, though. It really isn't. I mean, it is in that you didn't, you didn't bring, yeah. you didn't deliver the baby, right? I mean, like, right. you know, but, 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 I mean, and, and they haven't done this, right? They didn't go to four straight Eastern Conference championships as the Bills went to four AFC championships and, and four Super Bowls. Because they won those, they won those titles when they got to the to the AFC Championship, right, 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 and they got to Super. So actually, the Bills were better than the Lightning have been. But, but the hockey version, four Eastern Conference championships in six years, yeah, right, yeah. that's a remarkable, uh, you know, string of consistency and success. And yet, if you don't have a cup. Right, if you don't yeah. ain't got that ring, it don't mean a thing. Do up, do up, do up. You know what I mean? Like, no. At some point, you have to win a championship. At some point, don't you? you? Can't, yeah, you can't get to that many, and right. and not win the whole thing. And, and here's the thing, Rick. They've been now. This is their fourth, as you mentioned, their fourth in the last six years Eastern Conference uh, Finals appearance, and they've only been to one Stanley Cup Final. So they need right. to. They need to obviously. They need to get there before they can win it, but. I think there's a lot of pressure on them to to win this one. Now, look, we can look back, and I've made this point in the past, that every time that they've lost in those seasons, they've lost to teams that I think were better than they were. I think Chicago was better than them when they lost in the Stanley Cup. Uh, I think mm. I think Pittsburgh was better. Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument about that they were better in Chicago that year. They were up on Chicago, were they not? Right, they were up two one. But Chicago, I still think Chicago. Chicago was yeah, they won three cups. In they season. won three in yeah in four like what was it what, four years three, or six three years and five years or six years or something yeah. like that. But um, the other year when the Penguins beat them, the Penguins went on to win the Stanley Cup, and then Washington beat them, and Washington went on to win the Stanley Cup. So all the teams that eliminated them went on to win cups. And you could say the same thing about the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota right. Vikings, which was before that. Or there was a while there where the Denver Broncos were getting the championship yep. games and, and Super Bowls and weren't winning. But eventually, Rick, I, I hear you, man. Like, you got to win at some point or else we'll look back and say the Buffalo Bills, while an impressive feat, I think we still look back at the Bills as somewhat of a disappointment, right? That's that's, That's the first like thing a, that comes like a, to mind when yeah. you think of the Bills. You think of wow, yeah, they they you know they had all those chances. They never they never won a Super Bowl, and then you realize the great and how hard it is to do what they did, and it probably never be done again, right? I mean, a team going to a championship. Uh, I mean, you know, Andy Reid came close to that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been other teams that have that have you know didn't make it to the Super Bowl that that did get into the championship, but yeah, I just. I I don't know. I mean, that would make you know that would make John Cooper, Marv Levy. I mean, you know who who is there? Who is there? Jim Kelly. You know who is there? Scott Norwood. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's Stephen Stamkos is there? Is there Jim? He's Kelly. there, Jim we, Kelly, right? Yeah, I mean, he's been or Kucherov, whoever you want, or Victor right. Edmund or whatever. Here's the thing about the Lightning, though, too, Rick is it's not. I mean, during this span, you could say, and this is where it becomes a little bit of a disappointment if they don't eventually win a cup, because you could make an argument that during this span here. They had the best goaltender in the league at some at some point during this during these six year run here. You could make the argument that that Andre Vasilevsky was the best going in the league at least at certain times. 
And I think well, he is he is right now, and he, he was right last now, year. Right? He's the best player in the plant, best goalie in the planet. Right, and again, there was a moment there where Ben Bishop might have been the best goalie. Yes. In, in the league, I think we could make a pretty good argument that Victor Hedman is the best defenseman in hockey. Certainly in yes. the conversation. Yes, absolutely. Nikita Kucherov won an MVP during this stretch here. Mm. I mean, at some point when you look around and say, "Okay, wait a minute," you got the best goalie, and you have the best player technically in the league and you got the best defenseman in the league and you have a coach who's won coach of the year at some point i mean some point you got to win a championship i don't care i don't care why you're not winning it i don't want to hear the excuse you know it's it's some point you have to win it all this will be a look rick this will be a disappointment if they don't win the cup this year i think it goes down as a disappointment not just this year the whole five six years goes down as a disappointment right I, I think so. I think you look at it. I mean, they each had their own, like you said, they, they lost to some teams that, that were better and won the Stanley Cup, of course, if they win it. But then, then you throw in the fact that, you know, that year where they, you know, set an NHL record for points and won the President's Cup and yeah, lost great four point. in a row. Great point. What, where do you, what do you do with that, right? Like where, that, that's got to go in the, in the uh, you know, in the, the failure bracket. I mean, that, that has to be part of their, their legacy. Absolutely. No, that's a great point. And the thing is, if they had won a cup at some point during this stretch run. Totally different view. Yeah, then you can look even at the year that they get lose to Columbus. Because I remember the, the Detroit Red Wings before. There are two comparisons here that, I, that you can make with the Lightning. But only if they win the cup. And that is one was the Detroit Red Wings when they, when they had it really rolling there with Iserman and Nicholas Lidstrom and all those guys. Mm-hmm. That there was a, I think bef- it might have been before they won any cups maybe not i'm not i'm not 100 sure but there was during one of those years they had one of the best just like the lightning they were lo- they had a, an incredible season won a ton of games and got knocked out in the first round by san jose i believe which barely made the playoffs mm-hmm. was not that far removed from being an expansion team and it was a major disappointment but then they went on to win the stanley cup and now it becomes just a little footnote in their history mm-hmm. The same thing you can make the case with the for years we talked about Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals how they couldn't get over the hump and then they finally win a cup and all those years of not winning it even though they had the best team in the league at some of those points and that again that's forgotten this team we can forget about what happened with Columbus we can forget about all the other close calls and getting there if they win the cup but if they don't win it's just another and I you know I hate to say this too Rick. But I don't know. I mean, even if they win one at the end of – if they win one cup throughout all of this, I mean, certainly you take it if you're a Lightning fan. And it's hard to win a cup. It really is hard to win the championship in any sport. But I, I'm not even sure one's enough to really, you know, look back at this at this year and say, eh, that was a one really One might not be success. enough if, if they win it – like say, say they win it this year, right? And, I mean, I, I, I do think if you're a champion, it changes it changes your perspective. But – I think this is a team that that still has a young enough core, um, especially with their goaltender with Vasilevsky. If he only wins one, right, as good as he is and still as young as he is, um, Stamkos may may go by the. Who knows if he's going to play at all? He may go by the by, um, you know. But you still have Hedman, who's still in his prime. You still have, you know, you still have the core of this of this hockey team that I think will still be together after this year. So, yeah, I mean, you're, so to you're probably going to lose a guy or two. To yeah, you'll lose some like people, the but they've had, you know, the, one, the additions they made were really, sure. really good. So maybe, yeah. maybe they swap out some folks, but you know, the, the, the Braden points, you know what I mean? Right. Like they, they yeah. still have a young enough group, Sorelli's yes. um, that you could say they should probably win more with this goaltender. They should probably win more with, with this core. But winning, winning does change. I mean, it's as John Madden said, it's the best deodorant, right? It does change your perspective on things. That's why I would say that this, in my opinion, of all, uh, you know, and, and we can go back to when those teams were, you know, like I said, the President's Cup and all that stuff, and they were pretty and they were scoring and they, they set records and, and they were fun to watch. This is, the, this is the best chance they will have or have had, in my opinion, since they since they went to the Stanley Cup and played Chicago, um, th- this team doesn't seem to have a lot of hold. Now, if Kucherov can't come back, you know, right. we don't know what the status of his injury is. Mm-hmm. 
I think they, I think they can win it without Stamkos. I think they've proven that they're good enough to overcome his loss. I, I, th- I agree. I think they can win with that. I, I've said all along, Rick, the only guy they can't win, other than Vasilevsky, obviously, you need your number one goalie. I've said all along, the only guy they cannot afford to lose is Victor Hedman, that they can mm-hmm. win without anybody else. I'm almost to that point now with Braden Point. Like, I'm not sure they can win a cup, mm, especially yeah. if Kucherov or Stamkos, one or the other. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't appear at this point. Stamkos is, is close. I don't even, you know, who knows what's going on with him, but. Um, if you're not going to have Stamkos, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure you can lose another one of those guys up front. But I think Hedman's the key to this whole thing. But here's here's the other part of this, Rick, and, and I'm going to get way ahead now and assume that they win the cup. Let's say they win it. Is this the way this all happened this season? Mm. Is it? I mean, if you're a Lightning fan, don't you feel, okay, you want to win. You want to win it. We're here. We're playing it. Let's win the thing. You might as well. And everybody's yeah. trying hard, and it's – I don't know. The games look pretty competitive in a. Emo- well, they look. You say that, and then all of a sudden, you know, Tukaras decides I'm gonna I'm gonna take my mask and go home. Right. I mean, is there? So any- I mean, are they? You beat Boston four games to one, and maybe you would have beaten them in, ultimately, but you know what I mean? Like they're they had to play with a backup I, goaltender. I'm just saying, at the end of all this, do you look? Do you as a Lightning fan, do you almost feel like? I'm like again. You're, you'd rather win it than not win it, since we're playing it. Cheapens it. it just a bit for it you. Feels I feels like a little bit like you got ripped off. Like you can't go to the games. You can't. You can't even have a parade, Tom. I mean, this is the thing. Like you, you know, they're getting hoist a cup and do what with it? They can't even drink out of it. Well, I guess they can in the bubble, and then nobody has anything, I suppose. But I mean, it really is going to be weird um, to win a championship. Now, you know, with the Lightning fans, I'm sorry, but when you watch those games. What must be strange is that we don't have a feel for this. Is that to me when you watch hockey, you know, you still see, the, hear the swish of the skates and the the boards and the crack of the stick on and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the soundtrack of hockey, right? And they're pumping in the fake noise, the fake crowd noise. Uh, you still hear the horn go off when they score and all of that, and you got Doc Emmerich screaming. So to me, it sounds and looks the same on television. But it must be really weird to like actually be there in an empty arena. Right, where where it's just it's just the players. That's yeah. that's all you got. You hear the bench. You hear everything. You hear every conversation. That's gotta that's gotta seem different. And that's that's what Tukaras said. It doesn't. Feel, it feels like a, an exhibition. It doesn't feel like playoff hockey. Now I think the level of play has been really really good. Yes. Um, I can't. I, I mean, can you tell the difference that because there's no crowd there that these guys are playing any less? Any, I don't know. I no. I think everybody's playing hard, but obviously, we talked about this before, Rick. The emotion of the game, and and I'm curious to see how it happens in football because football is a sport that's very much a emotional. Yes. Try you know, harder. Yeah, you yeah. Get jacked up by the crowd and everything, and and yeah. you know, in hockey, you know, we talked about it too. In hockey, you wonder how much the the officials, the umpires, the referees, whatever, are yeah. influenced by. No home crops, co- home no, ice? Yeah, no crowds. No doubt. No. Uh, so I think that's all. I, I read a story the other day in, I think it was in Vanity Fair. Um, really good story, a guy named of Tom Clute or Clut. I, I'm not sure how he pronounces it. But he basically did a story. He went out to Yankee Stadium and, and went to the press box and hung out in the press box about what is it like to cover a game. And and some of the reporters were saying that they heard a, one of the outfielders at the Yankee game sneezed, like in the outfield, and they heard it. <laughs> and they almost yelled out, God bless you. And and then there was another reporter who said she yelled down to somebody else at the end of the press box. And like two of the players, one guy was in like in the on-deck circle and the other guy was going up to a bat. And they both looked up to the press box. They could hear her, her talking. And that's got to be, yeah, really strange, really weird. But Rick, let me ask you, and you and like you played – you you know, you played, played. very competitive. <laughs> no, you played competitive baseball. And you know this, that – when the pitch was coming in, did you hear anything? You know, was there ever like you didn't remember when you played sports? You don't hear anything. You, you don't, don't really. I mean, you you kind of like your ears do kind of tune out a little bit. Um, no, I realize there's you're, a difference between maybe playing you're sort of in a tunnel, but 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 Arkansas those, State, which is well, look, it's Division One. That's not quite. Yeah, but it, but Boston I mean, I'm not playing. I'm I mean, our biggest crowd. I mean, well, we have like six thousand. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm, right. I mean, you know, that's good for college baseball. But like, you know, when when Mississippi State, they'd have fifteen to twenty. That was cool. The few times that I played in front of, in front of big crowd, it's different. It is different. The buzz. You're you're more locked in. You're aware of the crowd. You don't necessarily hear them. You know when you hear them after you do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you, you go up there wanting to produce because you want that. 
you know, you know, you, right. you just, you just want that, you know? And so performers love to perform in front of an audience, right? Mm-hmm. You're just a little more locked in. You got a little more adrenaline, but it doesn't, you're not, you know, you're not driven. I mean, they compete, the competitive, you know, nature of, of, of an athlete, especially at that level is you're going to compete your butt off no matter who's watching, you know? I mean, you compete with yourself and, and but I do think, I, I mean, I do think that, that it, it does take away maybe from the experience for those guys for sure. Um, and we don't, we really can't feel that. They can feel it, but we're not, you know, we're not sitting in the empty arena. You know what I'm saying? Right. The other thing I would say is how much has this helped the Lightning? In other words, they didn't have to, you're not playing on anybody else's home ice. Mm-hmm. And so does that... You know, does does a team like Columbus not have as good of a chance uh, against a really skilled Lightning team that they're not better than? Yeah, you um, and I talked about this, that when you remove all the X factors. Right, the travel, that, the, the travel, the home ice. The home ice, yeah. Every momentum, game, which, moment, which, you know, yeah. you know, you lose you lose a game on home ice in Tampa versus losing one on a neutral ice that just because you're the home team, right? Mm-hmm other than the line change, it doesn't mean anything. Right. And, Rick, when you're on the power play and you're 0 for 15 on the power mm. play and you're not hearing it from your home crowd booing you, I think that makes a difference too. But but like we were saying, when you remove all the X factors, the, the more talented team should benefit from that. It the, should. The X factors help the team that's not as good as you are. Right. Should, you know, or could. And so – with the lightning, I think this has actually been advantageous. Look, I don't want to get this twisted. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and say that this is a cheap Stanley Cup. I mean, these guys are playing <laughs> hard. You I mean, just you just did say that. <laughs> no, I just I feel bad for the fans that if they were to win a cup, and oh, I, I do think there is a bit of a if I if I were to give lightning fans a choice, like you could pick any one of these six seasons to have won a Stanley Cup. This oh, it would be, be this sixth one. on the list, you know, right? This. I mean, you can't even go to games, no. Tom. You can't enjoy this team just merely from TV. You have to at least have an opportunity to go to a game. Well, you can't even go to bars and sit with. Well, that's other true people, too. You know, that's true and watch too. Watch on big screens and. There's no communal stuff. feeling at all about it. No, really. everybody's sitting at home. Everybody's sitting at yeah. home watching this. Everybody's still into it. You know, everybody's still excited about it. Right. But that buzz around town—I don't know. That's the other thing. No one's leaving their houses. I mean, you go, you leave a little bit to go to one buck place and all. I don't leave right. my house. I haven't been out of my neighborhood in like five weeks, except to go to like Publix. You know, <laughs> five weeks. I should think more like five months. I was going to say you. March eleventh is the last time the world stopped. I, mean. I haven't been like more than five miles from my house. I bet you in like six months. Wow. So that idea of you know, like of driving and going downtown and going to, you know, going to to a lunch place and seeing. Lightning banners and everybody around people town. wearing their jerseys yeah, and yeah. yeah, like there's none of that. There really is none of that. Which mm-hmm. again, they're playing the games, so you might as well win the thing. But I do feel bad that it doesn't feel like like it would normally. You know, isn't it the most Tampa Bay thing ever? <laughs> okay, ever because I'm the we can't have nice things guy. Great. Isn't this the most Tampa Bay thing ever that the Tampa Bay Lightning may? likely go to the stand i mean they, look they, they could win the eastern conference final go to stand the cup who knows maybe win it the the tampa bay rays have the best record in the american league mm-hmm. now they lost to the yankees and that's another subject these guys are throwing at each other which i i, I don't get the yankees by the way please i'm tired of the yankees can you, I pitch just that, you, that? you can't pitch inside goes back to cc's about it really really and it started again like uh Aroldis chapman almost took off um Mike uh, Brasso's head, but uh, that's another thing. Um, where was I at? Uh, yeah, no, so the so so the, so the Rays could go to the world. The Rays could win the American League. They could. I don't know how they're doing it. It's smoke and mirrors. It's weird to me. Like they got all these pitchers on IL, whatever. And who knows what? Tom, and you got Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a Buccaneer, and and Rob Gronkowski with a pretty good, pretty good to above average football team. Who knows what they do? And all of those teams. Hell, they could go three for three and, and, and you know be Lord of the Rings, and nobody will have seen any of it. <laughs> In person, no, right. I mean, maybe there might be. We'll find out later this week if there's going to be some Buck fans, right, like 14,000. I don't – and I don't even know if that's, they're going to do that, but we'll know 
later in the week. But I mean, really? Is that not the most Tampa Bay thing ever that all three teams are interesting? All three teams are at the top of their game. And it's, you know, it's just unfortunate, but there's nothing you can do about it. But here the fans can't really get to get to revel in it, you know, after right. all these all Although maybe it's one of those things I don't know. I'm trying to trying to find a silver lining. I'll try to be the opposite. Because you're the silver lining guy. Exactly. <laughs> you're the positive guy. Exactly. Spring loaded for positivity. I, maybe <laughs> it's just maybe it we'll look back and say, remember twenty twenty? How but at least the Tampa Bay teams, they all isn't that crazy? The Tampa Bay that's when the world was totally upended. Except one place. Except yeah, where the Tampa Bay Bucks the, of all places, the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Tampa Bay Rays and the Tampa Bay Lightning, the city you could argue has had the most futility of any North American sports city in the last whatever how many years? Hundred years, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than I mean, Washington. Well, Washington had the Capitals a few years ago. Cleveland finally had the Cavaliers. Right. I'm trying to think of cities that are just haven't won anything. In a while, Lightning won in two thousand four, of course, in the Bucks in two thousand two. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll look back and this will be a special time if they win it. If they all win, but it all. But will there be? And let's go back to what you you know when we're talking about hockey. Will they all? Will they all have asterisks? In other words, baseball, oh, baseball played a sixty well. game season. Yeah, baseball will sixty game season, and not everybody's playing the same number of games. Right. Um, again, I go double back headers, to, seven innings, double, runner yeah, on yeah. second. Right. I mean, if, you know, we're gonna, if we're going to do this, let's – I mean, if they're going to play it, you might as well win it. I keep saying that. But at the same right. time, it will seem weird. I mean, hockey shut down for several months. Football, who knows what football is going to look like. Football is going to start. We'll see if it ends. We'll see if there's – if we get into a situation where the Bucks play three games and then shut it down for two games and then play two more games, you know. There's that. There's also, you know, a situation where – and, and I don't think it'll happen to him because, you know, he's got great immunity. But, uh, you know, you, you could have, you know, Saturday night, you have a quarterback that maybe didn't, maybe has a false negative, but he can't play on Sunday. And, he, and, and you're playing Blaine Gabbard against Drew Brees in a championship, you know? Yeah. Like that could happen. And so you're going to look back and go, well, wait a minute, you know? They had this testing protocols, they had false negative, you know? These are all things they still got to clear these hurdles. They don't. They don't really know exactly how this is going to play out. But um, there's going to be some hiccups for sure. And I think even people will look at this football season, even, even no matter if it does finish, if they do play, play it to a championship, that there will be things about this season that people go, yeah, yeah, I don't know that you can count that. Just what I believe. Now no, we'll have to see how I mean, it plays right. out. I mean, although maybe we get to a point where. I mean, remember we used to look back at the strike seasons and say, "Wow, these games—is this a legitimate championship?" We and nobody say, says that now, nobody right? Nobody says I mean, that now, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so maybe we'll do that. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to a point. I mean, maybe we'll have a vaccine at some point during the NFL season, and it will very be late, very yeah. late in the NFL season. Probably. Yeah. I mean, we may not have it until next year or whatever. I don't know. Um, but now, look, the pressure's on the the Bucks now. I mean, the Lightning, whether – okay, if they don't win the Cup, it's not a successful season in, in the minds of many. But they, they are one of the final four teams standing. Tampa Bay Rays are going to make the playoffs. That's for sure. Right. That, everybody will, yeah, especially them. Right. The the, the pressure's on the Bucks now, man. Like, yeah, right, it is. The other yeah, two teams is. did it, like, at least got there. Right. <laughs> and going into this, I mean, the Lightning were good last year, so you expected them to be good. Who knew? We didn't really know what the Rays were going to be necessarily. Although they won, you know, ninety something games the last two years, there can there be a team in Tampa Bay history that has more expectations than this Buccaneer team, with Tom Brady as their quarterback. I, mean, I can't remember a year since two thousand and three after they had won the Super Bowl where there was this much anticipation and expectation. And not okay. And now go back to being Debbie Downer again, and because I, I, I'm not the only one. I, somebody, I think one of the ESPN people sort of came out last week it's like wait a minute let's hold pump the brakes for a second on this bucks thing because it's a tough conference you got a new quarterback at a new team new system no exhibition games to get ready i mean is is there a possibility that the 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 tampa bay bucks will not be a good football team this year no i i think they are good i i i would question just you know 
how long it will take to come together and demonstrate that because I think it's going to be a lot harder than, than people even realize. Um, now, you know, there, there's something to be said for the guy that's played 21 years. I mean, he, you know, I've watched him, Tom, I've watched him and never seen anything like it. Um, you know, I watched him at practice. Somebody made a great analogy the other day. Uh, it was Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator. And this is true. When you watch Brady play, um, what Bowles says, he goes, you know, it's not his completions. He certainly knows, you know, he throws with anticipation and he's accurate and um, he's seen every defense and he, he rarely, like, you know, throws to the to the wrong window or the wrong wrong receiver. He goes, but it's his his miss, his his incompletions are phenomenal. And we're like, what? He goes, yeah. He says his incompletions. He goes, it's like great. It's he, he says like a great baseball pitcher who only throws the ball on the black, never never gets much of the plate, always painting the corners. He goes, when Tom Brady misses, he misses so well that no one else can intercept the ball. Yeah, it's his guy or no one, and he does it deliberately. I thought that was a great analogy. Like he's just, you know, he's he's just that that accuracy and and throws it all out of trouble instead of what we watched the last five years. But so you know, and and having said that, like I watched I watched a practice that it had they've been playing in New Orleans, no energy, bad execution. He wasn't particularly good. He looked old in this game. He didn't throw the ball down the field very well um, in this in this particular practice. It was after the scrimmage where they where they really thought they they played pretty well and they did on offense anyway against the number two defense. But I thought if they showed up this way on on Sunday in New Orleans, this team is going to get destroyed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, having said that, is it a, is it a stretch to think that Tom Brady's going to go in there and 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 you know just beat New Orleans up and down the field? I mean, yeah, that could happen. We saw Ryan Fitzpatrick do it. Two years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, okay, vagabond veteran quarterback, not Tom Brady, okay? A little younger than Tom Brady, by the way. <laughs> but he went into New Orleans and hung 48. Remember that day? How I could do. you forget it? Well, I remember, I remember a time going up here another year where, where Jameis tore yes. in a game. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I with mean. The, with, the, can... with the receiving core that's not nearly as talented as the one they have right now. Oh, in, a, in the whole football team in general. Sure. And by the same token, I can remember in New Orleans. I remember 2003 after the Bucks had won the Super Bowl. They started the season, as you recall, in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and they they had the new stage. So the last time that you know a Super Bowl champion didn't get to open the season in their own home ballpark, which Gruden is still mad about. <laughs> but they went, they closed the link, and then they went up, or they they closed the vet, and they went up and opened the link, and they were playing Monday Night Game, I believe. Yeah, I was there with you. We were sitting. And so, yeah, so Sunday we're in Philadelphia and it's opening day and you get to watch all the games, which was cool, right? Mm -hmm. The New England Patriots that game, that day, got beat 31 to nothing by the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they got destroyed. We watched the game on TV. Mm -hmm. I never seen anything like it. You know how many games that the Patriots lost that year? Two. Mm -hmm. They went 14 and 2 and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, was it? Yeah, 14 and 2 and won the Super Bowl. I think they beat Carolina. I mean, they destroyed everybody, and they lost 31 to nothing. So, you know, hard to really judge a team coming out of the New Orleans game necessarily, especially with all that's going on, although I think the Saints will have a big advantage with, you know, with, with obviously with Breeze and Sean Payton and how long they've been together. But um, either way, you can make an argument that, you know, you can't judge all of it. Um, finally on the Bucks, uh, before I let you go, have you ever seen anything like a kick, like this kicking situation that they have here? <laughs> has there been a franchise? Seriously, has there been a franchise in sport known for more futility of one area of their franchise? Like, what the hell? I'm since trying to think. Of, like, what? A, what? Go ahead. What, what would what would even compare with that? You know, since 2015, you and I went on all went to all these games because I know we did. We were. I remember being. <laughs> I mean, 2015 is when Jameis Winston came in. Right and Lovey Smith, okay, and and you go back. You had you know Connor Barth. Remember Kyle, remember Kyle Brinza, this guy kid from Notre Dame could kick it a mile. Was it's like a fifty percent kicker in college, and they kept him. Mm-hmm. And he goes down and he goes to Houston. He misses like five kicks, and Lovey gave him another game to screw up, and then then they finally cut him. But you know Roberto Aguayo. I mean, geez, 
Nick Folk, who was like an 83% kicker until he got here. Patrick <laughs> Murray, you know. You're not even um, getting into the guys that like got Mercer. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm just going back to 2015, like right. Chandler Catanzaro. I mean, the curse began with Matt Bryant in 2009 sure. when Mark Dominic cut him. We know that. Um, but I, I'm telling you, I know kicking is, is kind of a nomadic, you know, every organization, you either have one or you don't, and you'd only notice when you don't, but eventually you'd land on somebody, right? I mean, these guys, think. they've tried everything. I mean, it doesn't seem to matter. Teams like, like Baltimore had the same kicker, has had the same kicker forever. Right, right. You know? New England had Vinatieri for a while, and then Vinatieri went. Right, to, then they got Stephen Goskowski after right, that, and then Vinatieri went to Indianapolis and kicked forever. And he was kicked till he was forty-eight. Yeah, uh, I've never seen anything like it. I'm telling you. I'm so now it's Ryan like, Suckup. The Cleveland, I guess the Cleveland Browns went through a pretty good stretch with no quarterbacks, but they couldn't find a quarterback for. Well, him. they still can't. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, if you you may believe in Baker Mayfield, and I, yeah, going back to to at least Tim Couch. Right. Who Bruce Arians still says was one of the best quarterbacks he ever coached, but he just had such a horrible team around him, and he got he got just the absolute stuffing knocked out of him, and so it kind of you know ruined sort of what what he could have become. But yeah, the, yeah, I think the Cleveland Browns and quarterbacks is a good analogy, you know. But it's I I'm telling you, it's unbelievable, man. And unbelievable. You think it's it's a, it's a position that, like you said, if you have one. And you don't have to worry about it. You don't notice, right? Right, but now, but now with the Bucks, that's all you. That is all you notice. But now you have Tom Brady. Now you have your all in, right? Now, now you can't you can't have that margin for error, which is as as we do this podcast tonight. Matt, Matt Gay is still on the roster. I had a, one of these TV questions. You know, when we do Spectrum Sports, yeah, yeah. you and I used to do it. And the question was, name a percentage right now with with. Suck up in camp um, for these next well, – cuts come Saturday, so we're only a few days away. So with Ryan Suckup here now, signed and in camp against Matt Gay, what is the percentage that Matt Gay is the kicker in week one? I don't, what, less what do you than, think? For me, I said less than 10%. <laughs> really? Well, there's no – listen – do you bring in a guy no. days before you're supposed to cut your roster and you have him work now? Now, this is a guy who has kicked for 12 years or something like that in Kansas City and Tennessee. And the only reason he didn't have any kind of success last year was he had a knee injury and went on, you know, went on the injured list twice. Okay. So he's like one for six and, you know, and he lost his job, whatever. Um, but, but when healthy, and so you bring him in, you give him a fit, you know, he looks healthy. You take him to Raymond James. I'm assuming they all kick these balls in the south end zone where no one is like the Bermuda Triangle. No one can seem to make a field goal there except the other team. And then you sign him, right, days before you're supposed to make a decision on who the kicker is. What chance does Matt Gay really have? I mean, they only brought him in because he's had a horrible camp. Right. Be- and, 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 oh, by the way, and I liken this to Jameis Winston. I knew, Tom, I knew in my heart of hearts – that when Jameis Winston threw the pick six in overtime, his last throw as a Buccaneer, it was, it was perfect symmetry or imperfect symmetry. His first pick, his first pass as a Buccaneer was a pick six in his last pass. You realize that? In between was a lot of good and a whole lot of bad. But his last, his walk up, that last image that, that Bruce Arians had was the 30th interception that went the other way for a touchdown and ended the season. That's a hard image to overcome. Right. You know what also is hard? Three missed field goals in a game, the same game, including one from 34 yards, and any one of those kicks win the game and you're not in overtime. Maybe Jameis is still here. I don't know. That's what I, that, that was the question I was getting to. If they had a reliable kicker throughout this whole Jameis Winston era. Well, they would have won two more games, Tom. They would. They absolutely should have won the Giants game, right? Agreed? I mean, they, they, yeah, you know, so they, they screwed up where that ball was spotted ultimately, but – Jameis gets him down there in 45 seconds, spikes the ball. I don't know what they were thinking. They let the clock run out um, even after that and got a delay a game, moved it back 34 yards, and it, it just missed it. Um, you know, maybe five yards closer, it's good. But that Giants game was over. They had the Giants game won. You've got to make a 34-yard field goal to win it right there. He missed it. They go 9-7. and seven. Even, even with just those two games, just those two bad games, uh, a kick here, a kick there. 
And I know they always say, well, don't let it come down to a kick. But you know what? Sometimes it does. That's his job. Yeah. He's supposed to make those kicks. And he didn't. So, But if that was the last image of Matt Gay, how good would he have to be for, for Bruce Arians to go to bed at night in New Orleans on Saturday going, you know what? If Tom Brady takes us down the field and we need a field goal to win and Matt Gay runs out there, where? oh, God, I don't know if I can believe it. I just don't know if he's going to make it. I don't know if he's going to make it. I, I don't know if I can watch. Right. And that's why that's why the other guy's here. Makes sense. But I've, I've, I've never seen anything like it. I, it's just <laughs> it's the weirdest, weirdest thing in sports. All right, so what do you got uh, going on? Uh, check out uh, your work, of course, your daily newsletter at pointer.org. We're through the convention season. Oh, thank goodness. I know you, I know you had almost, to watch. The, the conventions almost just ended me. I was that was out. like eight days of your life, right, that you had to sit there and consume the infomercials? Eight days, it felt like 16 days. It felt like twice as long, but <laughs> it was. What would you think of it being, like, virtual that way? Is that... I liked it. I actually, You know, I actually think they should think about doing that. They, they, the both parties did it differently. The, I thought the Democrats were what really was truly a more virtual experience with a lot more videos and a lot more uh, sort of produced segments, whereas the Republicans tried to make it more like a conventional convention where they had speeches, speeches and, and it, you know, one speech after another, like you would normally see at a convention. So two, two different tacks. I'm sure both uh, played well to their bases, um, but it was just, man, it just wiped me out. So we're a little bit of a lull now. Uh, although to, uh, in when today's pointer report has a uh, my lead item is about sticking to sports and not sticking to sports when you're when it comes to politics and, and so yeah, yeah so, it's a great subject. Yeah, I'm sure we. Can in get fact, into that. we're going to tackle yeah. that yeah. Yeah, little little that promo. Tomorrow. We're going to tackle that on tomorrow's podcast. Um, but the, but now I'm just sort of like taking a little breather before it cranks back up with the first debate, which is going to be at the end of the month. So. We're less than what sixty days to the election, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So it's so, kind of like official when the when the conventions end, then it's kind of like the home stretch, right? Yeah, although it seems that, so weird still because no one's on really hitting the campaign trails. We got a little bit of, but not traditional. Campaigning yeah, not big seen. crowds and right, you know. right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the whole thing's different. Well, check out Tom Jones's work. Uh, he's not the negative guy that I am. <laughs> apparently, I've adopted his philosophies, yeah, but I, I passed it along to you. I know, I know. I think it's just I don't know. I don't I don't understand how I got to be this way, but you know, somebody has to do it. So, um but check him out on uh, pointer.org, p o y n t e r.org. All right, thanks Tommy. Let's talk to uh, Morrow a little bit about uh about your last subject. It's a good one and uh we'll start with Bruce Arians. So Sounds good. Talk to you Appreciate then. it. The Yankees finished their series with the Rays in the Bronx, so we'll watch that one closely and see if any beam brawls break out. And Tom Jones is going to be back and better than ever. We're going to have an interesting topic. We're going to talk about sticking to sports. He wrote about it in his newsletter on pointer.org. You won't want to miss this conversation. For Steve Versnick, my thanks to uh, Tom Jones. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.